Welcome to the People of Packaging podcast, where we introduce people to the world of packaging and the people of packaging to the world. Here are your hosts, Adam Peek and Ted Tate. All right, so I'm here at Pack Expo 2019 with Jonathan Quinn, and uh, we have been kind of interacting, I guess, just through LinkedIn and stuff like that, and we thought, let's take an opportunity yeah. to record a fun podcast episode. Uh, this is my first time in the media, so I have this press media. pass, and I don't really know what to do with it, but they gave me this uh, room here to kind of do an episode, so Jonathan, you can say hi to the 10 people, or actually... <laughs> We've had a couple hundred people listening to every episode, which is kind of crazy to think about that that many people are. Well, I, hopefully, uh, hopefully we're we'll able to get a few more people excited. I know that I am excited about what you guys have been doing um, and what you've specifically been doing um, because I think it's good that packaging is getting publicity, is getting sure. positive press out there to more than just packaging people right finding new ways to create engagement and that's how we're going to be able to sustain the industry is if we get new people excited about it yeah for sure so uh why don't you kind of we sort of cued this up like you tell people about yourself so maybe we meet like hey we're at pack expo and we met for the first time yep. which actually happened just right yeah, before yeah, we were yeah. here so uh, like who are you? You know, you said you came here with your wife a little bit, so like, you know, you're married and yeah. just some basics about yourself and then we'll kind of get into your journey into the industry. Yeah, so Jonathan Quinn, um, I have a wife who, um, good story, actually we met at Pack Expo. What? Um, yeah, so we <laughs> used to work together. Uh, so this was just uh, kind of a, a trip back to Vegas to kind of relive relive that experience but um so what happened in vegas did not stay in vegas it went yeah it carried through and now you're married yeah and now and now two kids later <laughs> that's two amazing. kids later uh so yeah my my life is uh i, I owe a lot to, to pack expo i guess you could say that's awesome um but yeah so i'm the, I'm the market development manager at nova chemicals so we're a manufacturer of, of polyethylene polyethylene resin um, so I participate um, in lead market development activities across uh, the entire polyethylene business. So that's everything from food packaging to heavy-duty sacks, so that could be like a pet food bag, okay. um, to caps and closures, um, rotational molding, drums and IBCs, uh, stretch and shrink, um, a number of, number of different markets. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so, you know, for me... Like, I got into packaging accidentally, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, my, my wife was pregnant, I needed a job, my uncle hired me, like, <laughs> I was a pastor, so yeah. it was not, I didn't grow up thinking, like, this is what I'm going to do. So for you, uh, what was your journey like to become, you know, like, what, tell us, talk to us, like, from PE to PE, so from, like, mm -hmm. elementary school, that, that would yeah. be a fun podcast, you should that, do that. That is, that is, you that is totally a good one. totally knock that out. That is a good one. So from, you know, like... How did you how did you get into doing market development for yeah. Nova Chemical? So my my experience or my interaction with um, with packaging actually started before I was even in gym class. Um, so I grew up around the packaging industry. Okay, my dad was a president and CEO of a, a couple different packaging companies. So I have pictures of me in a box of resin when I was two. Wow. 
Um, I was doing a stretch and elongation testing when I was five because that was the cool thing to do, um, which nobody ever says that's a cool thing to do. Right. But, but anyway, um, so I grew up around the industry, and my dream since I was in seventh grade was to uh, to to go to Clemson, study packaging, and and one day uh, work with my dad. Um, Ended up, um, my dad uh, had a stroke and became disabled when I was a senior in high school, so I'll never get the the opportunity to, to work with him, um, but the best thing that I can do is carry on his legacy within yeah. the industry. Uh, so I've been, uh, I graduated from Clemson, um, was one of the first uh, people to graduate with both a degree in packaging and business. Okay. Um, I always knew that I kind of wanted to be on the business side, the commercial side of the packaging industry. Yeah. Um, So I've I've interned um, while I was at Clemson for a a number of different internships. Um, Did two internships in Europe. uh, Wow. One internship uh, in the U.S., uh, working for what is now uh, Berry Plastics, so been uh, been all over. But yeah, packaging is is in my blood. Man. Um, my brother's now in the packaging industry, so he's uh, kind of followed my path as far as going to Clemson and studying packaging. But going to Clemson and studying packaging is not the th- the uh, the common uh, I guess common theme or what you would hear from somebody who grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. That's okay. going to South Carolina. It doesn't. So, uh, so definitely kind of broke the mold in a, in a couple different ways there. What was the tie to Clemson then? Um, so I knew I wanted to kind of get away, uh, not get away, but try something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so growing up in Chicago, the traditional way would have been for me to go to Michigan State. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's probably some Michigan State guys that listen, or women that yeah. listen to your to your podcast. Um, but I wanted to, to try something a little different, um, and I had visited Clemson and, and fell in love with it. Um, and just the people, uh, a new way, a different culture, different different perspective on things. And I think that's what I what I, what right. I got the most, what got me most excited about it. Yeah, I mean, having been to both Chicago for work and uh, well, Pack Expo, and then also um, I got to go visit Clemson and I got to go tour the campus mm-hmm. and see, and I was like, this is beautiful, but it's so, like, it's just, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like, it, yeah. it took me up, it took me back a little bit. I was like, wow, this is, there's like a major, giant football program yeah, at, this, at this school. Like, they're, they're, Dabo's doing something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, well, there's there's a book, and it's called There's There's Something in These Hills, and it's written about Clemson. Yeah. Um, and it's written about alumni, and we, you could argue that there's some bias in this, but there is. There's something about Clemson that you can't just describe. Yeah. Um, it's a feeling. It's it's uh, it's it's just a, a way of the way things are done there is, is different. Um, and it is it is a little bit out of the middle of nowhere to a certain extent, um, but it's the nice thing is is that you're 45 minutes from Greenville, you're an hour hour and a half well a little hour and a half away from from Charlotte, and you're mm-hmm. about two hours away from Atlanta. So you can be right. uh, a student there and still have your opportunities to escape. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's a special special place. 
Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And and you know, there you didn't get Zion though for the basketball team. That would have been a big. That would have been pretty fun to watch him play basketball for a year. But football teams probably carrying your uh, yeah your love of of sports. Yeah. So your and your brother's he's there now or is he? No, my brother is in the is in the industry now. Okay. Uh, so he actually works for a a packaging um, converter, a film converter. Okay. Um, and they make it's a company called World Pack. So they make flexible pouches, bags. But oh, it's, nice. I'm, I'm sure you've used a, a food saver machine. Yeah. So they make all the the food saver bags. Oh, that's and awesome. So, <coughs> excuse me. So he's leading uh, the packaging uh, group there. Okay. Now. Got it. And uh, and where do you live then? Are you did you stay in the South Carolina area? Or are you? No. So I uh, after I left Clemson, uh, I went back, lived in Chicago, and and had always lived in Chicago until three years ago, and then. Uh, Nova gave me the opportunity to uh, to, to move uh, to Pittsburgh, and okay. so we live in we live in Pittsburgh now. Nice. Um, the company I work for has a facility in Franklin, Pennsylvania, which is outside of Pittsburgh somewhere. I don't. I just went there, and then wherever <laughs> GPS took me, that's yeah. where I that's where I went. Well, and I'm I'm still uh, I'm still figuring out Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, we've been there almost three years now, and but I spend. It's either going to the office or going to the airport. So right. um, my wife definitely could, could direct you. And I, I think I've heard of Franklin, but I it's couldn't fine. tell it, you. It's a smaller town, but it's cool. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So we can talk about, so plastics, like that's like the bad word nowadays, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, obviously you probably deal with that all day long. Yep. Um, and so growing up around the industry knowing the industry being like so mm -hmm. intimately connected to the plastics industry um when somebody says to you whatever the whatever the comment is about yeah. plastics and packaging um kind of what what do you what do you talk about in terms of the like the sustainability components of it yeah. or whatever it is i'm sure you have to answer this question all the time so no it's um but it's important yeah it's what consumers want to know about it, exactly and so we've we've done a, a a lot of research into understanding the hearts and minds of consumers associated with with plastic sure um but a kind of a, a funny story when you talk about the plastic being the bad word so about two years ago my wife and i were were at a wedding and we had met some people and she was explaining what I did and she said, well, yeah, he works for a, a plastics company. And they said, they, they kind of gave me this look like, how did you even get invited to this wedding? Right, like, right. We were in Florida. And how like, dare how, you, like, sir? Like, you're, you're, you're not allowed here. Right. And, um, and well, I, I started to, to kind of walk through why the, the positives that plastics has and, and while agreeing that I think everybody can agree that Plastics and and all other materials in the ocean is is not something we support. Um, but sure. mid sentence, while I'm doing this, my wife chimes in and she goes, "No, buy plastic, live fantastic." And so, <laughs> because she made that comment, I created a hashtag and and I've had shoes. Uh, I got Chuck Taylors made that say "Buy plastic, live fantastic," um, because at the end of the day. Um, plastic does have a positive impact on everybody's life, whether it's uh, associated with, um, if you look at the impact that plastic has from a medical standpoint, from the impact that plastic has um, from a food and beverage standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, There's so many products that we get today that wouldn't be possible had it not been for plastic. Okay. Um, it, it's even as simple as 
Um, I was recently interviewed, and they asked, "Well, what's that one thing that you wouldn't be able to live? One plastic thing that you wouldn't be able to live without?" And it's and it's kind of a stretch, but it's your underwear. Your underwear have plastic in them. Yeah, sure. So everybody needs underwear. Um, so that's just one thing. But I know um, people who disagree that everyone needs underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know some fr- I know some guys at least in college that were. <laughs> um, maybe push back a little bit, but no, it's. Yeah. But but. Um, but I think the exciting thing is to be a part of the solution, to, to finding new ways um, to be able for plastic to be recycled. Um, sure. Some of the, the initiatives that we have at Nova, um, for example, Project Stop. I mean, we're going to Indonesian countries. Um, uh, it's called Moonchar, and we're actually helping to implement cleaning up the oceans. We're not just cleaning it up mm-hmm. and leaving. We're cleaning up and helping to... Uh, to develop infrastructure and to help them to be able to recycle and right. to collect and so that product doesn't end up, materials don't end up in the ocean. And this is an area which thrives and is a fishing community. And they have these huge, huge um, plastic pollution and just yeah. overall ocean waste uh, problems. So we're doing a lot of great things on that end, um, but it's really about creating and educating the consumer right. on the positives of plastic. And that's the, the opportunity that I think that we're going through a progression and being able to, to do things that, of that sort. Sure. Do you see um, a push for, because I, I just, I was in India for a couple weeks, not mm-hmm. for work. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't doing anything with, you know, plastics or anything. And, um, and I noticed even in India, and this is a coastal part of India, it's in a state called Andhra Pradesh. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought if, if there was value created from the recycling of this stuff, you know, that seems to be like the, the goodwill nature of recycling will only go so far. It seems to be like when we can convert plastics into something that has worth, mm-hmm. then these countries will jump on board because now they're throwing away money. You right. know, like they're, I mean, stuff that could feed their families, they're not going to just toss it aside. Now it's like, I have an opportunity. Have you guys played in in that world at yeah. all and what does that would look like well i think the the big thing is is this discussion around pcr so post-consumer yeah. recycled content and how you're able to implement and use that in in packaging structures um whether it's flexible or rigid so mm-hmm. we're, we're doing a lot in, in that area um but it's it is it's about creating value and everybody can go out and claim and state that oh i have this recyclable material but it's only recyclable if it gets recycled into Correct. something right it has to have uh, a, another life and that's the thing about about plastics is it has multiple lives um there you can take a a traditional barrier food packaging structure and turn that into then a a stretch film you can take that same film and then you can grind that and uh and turn that into um, a fertilizer bag and then take that and turn it into um, housing wrap and then take that and turn it into a park bench or whatever. There's, there's right. many different life cycles and that's yeah. the the uh, the circular economy and the opportunity. But it, it, it it's all about um, making it financially viable yeah. um, and creating that sort of opportunity. And that's exactly what we're doing essentially with Project Stop is incentivizing cool. um, people and creating jobs in the community mm-hmm. so that they're able to help collect but also help clean up and help to promote the value of the recycling system. Right. 
And I know like Tom Zaki's been big on that in the, mm -hmm. the future packaging and what he's doing with Loop. And so, um, and is that kind of, is that sort of the next iteration? Like, is that when, when everyone in the plastic industry gets together at, yeah. uh, at the secret, the secret plastic meeting. You know, I, I always tell people, I'm like, it's not like everyone's sitting around in the packaging industry going like, okay guys, secretly, like how do we destroy the globe? Yeah. Like we're not pinky in the brain, you know? So you guys get together um, here at Pack Expo, like what are the things that you're talking about in the next five, seven to 10 years where you would look back and you'd go, we, we won, like we did it, we did something we did something of, of worth and value. What does that future look like for the plastics industry? Um, I really th uh, believe it, it's around education. It's around finding opportunities to educate the consumer on the, the value of plastic, but also on the, the value of recycling. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's a number of statistics associated with recycling in the U.S. domestic market, um, and we're, we're, we're very far short of, of, of some... Of, of a lot of Europe and other right. other countries, um, so there's a lot of room for growth there. Uh, so I would say it's about education and educating the consumer on the value, but also um, educating on how to properly recycle. Mm -hmm. um, and as you create this, you, as you create the circular economy and the value stream, um, because until you have the volume of recycled or what is known as PCR, yeah. um, until that reach reaches an economy of scale, um, you're really going to be at a disadvantage. Right. Um, and the other part of it is that uh, we've done research looking and survey work looking at consumer perceptions, and consumers um, perceive that if they're getting a material or a package that's made from recycled material, it should be less expensive than uh, a virgin material, right. which... The reality is, is that it's not. Yeah. As it stands today, it's, right. It's not because it's it's it, it it costs money to to take it and turn it back into uh, and and to, to recycle it. So yep. those are some of the things that that we've got to look at. But I think really it's a solid foundation associated with education. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then, so speaking of education, and I know a lot of, obviously we talked about Clemson and Michigan State and a lot of the universities. So um, as, you're, as you're here and you're meeting some of these kids from, from some of these schools, you know, what's, what's your advice to them? Because they're, they're the ones, like, what is it, Gen Z, I think it is now? Mm -hmm. you know, the, the I generation. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's really the generation that I see has been pushing on these sustainability things. I mean... Millennials, to a certain extent, have been, um, but it's like the younger millennials and Gen Z. So, what do you say to them? Like, what what's your pitch for them to get into the the plastics business? I mean, uh, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but you're trying to educate them. So, what if you want the the most yeah. talented packaging people to get yeah. into it? Why should they go to Nova Chemicals and the, the plastics business? Yeah. So it, it's it's a great question. It's a great question because I'm actually going to be going to Clemson to recruit on Monday. Okay. Um, so this won't air before you're there, by the way. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Um, but um, but really, it's about the opportunity. Um, the opportunity is there where packaging is a fundamental aspect of everyday life. Mm -hmm. um, when you look at all different types of materials, 
it's fundamental to the, the, the lives um, that we live. Uh, so you have an opportunity to impact people's lives every day. Um, you also have an opportunity to be a part of a great, a great industry. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about how it's, it's a huge, it's massive, but it's also a close-knit group. Right. Um, building the networks that I, that I have over the years, I think that's one of the most important things is, is building those networks, um, putting yourself out there. Um, people will, will gravitate towards that. Um, I just think the exciting thing is to, that you have that ability to um, walk in a grocery store and look at a product on yeah. a shelf and say, hey, I did that. Right. Um, That's one of the coolest things about packaging, yeah. by the way. <laughs> like it's so, it's, it, it, it's, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. It's, Weirdly, uh, it is. It, it, it is. And, and now my wife refuses to let me go to the grocery store because it's like a two-hour, three-hour ordeal, which the funny thing about that is that was the same situation same scenario with my dad my yeah. mom would, it was always like no you you're you're not going to the grocery store like just because what are you doing you you're walking you're looking and you're inspecting everything but i think that's <laughs> the exciting and cool part right. is every day you could talk and, and 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 share the impact that you've had yeah we should start a club that's like spouses of packaging professionals where they can like get together yeah, and yeah. just share stories like, like, like you wouldn't believe it but we were in Costco for mm -hmm. four hours my kids were running around getting samples and and you know my husband or my wife was looking inspecting every single package yeah it's just crazy well and uh like uh, years ago when when the e-commerce was really taking off and there was um I was really I've really been pushing and promoting um, the impact of e-commerce and packaging. Um, and one of the areas was the uh, meal delivery. So for months, we were getting meal kit delivery, but like every brand you can think of, multiple meals, we, 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 we tried it all. Um, and, she's, and she got to the point, she's like, you're not going to cook enough, and I don't want to keep cooking, so this has got to <laughs> stop. Um, but it was just one of those, those funny things. That's awesome. So uh, how would somebody, what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you if they got questions about just packaging in general, plastics packaging, yeah. uh, is it through LinkedIn? Yeah, what's... LinkedIn is uh, LinkedIn is, is probably one of the easiest ways. Okay. Um, I have the, um, my, my handle is jquinpackaged. Um, it's both on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, okay. Facebook. So I got all... We'll make the... sure we put that like in the notes of the podcast yeah. so people can just easily click it and then they're yeah. there. But I, I would love, I would absolutely love for people to reach out. Um, I would love to help um, people. People are considering a career or looking or where should they go. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't been around for years and years. Or, well, I've been... In been the around industry, the industry, right? In the industry for a while, but um, but I know uh, a number of people and would, would do anything to, to help someone that had some interest. Um, and also, I mean, we're we're always we're always looking for uh, for talent as well. Sweet at, at Nova, um, we've got a number of, of things. But yeah, I would love to help anybody any way I could. That's awesome. Well, you're definitely one of the best dressed here. Uh, we'll I, we'll. Uh, I, I, do, do you I always try. rock the pocket square? Oh with yeah. Everything? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's my uh, that's my brand, I guess you could say. It's your um, thing. Yeah. So everybody, and I've got uh, got socks too. Oh man, I um, like them. 
So uh, usually I've got the, the socks, the pocket square, and the, and the flower. Uh, every Solid. It's one of those things. So people usually, I, it's the only way I can get people to remember me. Tomorrow I'll be doing interviews with, uh, I have a black uh, jacket and a yellow uh, Wu-Tang pin that's going to go on the, so <laughs> nice, I, don't, I don't know nice. if that'll be, if that'll be uh, recognized too much that'll or not, your, but we'll your, see. Your new, your, new, your new brand. I have that, then I have another one that's a, it's a, um, a pin that my friend made me that's a Methuselah rookie card. If you know Methuselah, like from the Old Testament of the Bible, who lived uh -huh. for like 950 years, it's just a Methuselah rookie card. It's this little <laughs> lapel That's pin. That's awesome. Anyway, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll rock that. Well, cool, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for taking some time. I know it's crazy around here. Like, yeah. the, everyone's schedules are nuts. So yeah. it's cool that you could do that. And we'll, uh, yeah. No, I, pre I appreciate it. And, and if there's ever anything, anything I can do or to help anybody, more than, more than willing. Sweet. Well, you helped me by being on the podcast. So thanks. Awesome. Man. Appreciate it. And this concludes the ninth episode of People of Packaging Podcast. We'd like to thank our guest, Jonathan Quinn, and ask that you stay tuned for our episode 10, where Adam and I both get together and interview Chris Davidson. Episode 10. It seemed like just yesterday we were just starting off as infants in this podcast game, but you'll see uh, episode... 11 and beyond, we'll be doing some different things as we've grown as podcasters. So stay tuned, and as always, we ask that you like it, share it, and help spread the word as we continue to bring you more personalities and stories from people within this industry. So again, this is your co-host, Ted Tate, signing off. Until next time.